scarcely a month goes by, it seems, without some sort of corporate scandal appearing in the business pages. Problems ranging from inept leadership to sexual harassment to operational failures to outright financial fraud and embezzlement are engulfing large institutions. And there is a credible sense that the frequency of corporate mishaps and malfeasance in the years following the 2008 financial crisis has far surpassed that of the previous decade. This backdrop has galvanized a growing sense that global businesses are self-interested, corrupt, and do not work for much of society. The anti-corporate spirit has inspired employee revolts and environmental activism, and it has even influenced movements such as Black Lives Matter and Me Too, the latter of which is estimated to have ousted over 400 high-profile executives within an 18-month period. The last two decades of business history are littered with examples of challenged and even disgraced companies. Boeing, Enron, General Electric, Kmart, PG&E, Theranos, The Weinstein Company, WeWork, and WorldCom are just a handful of the many corporations left in ill repute, their financial value decimated, and the reputations of their leaders indelibly stained. In fact, this phenomenon extends beyond individual companies. Whole industries have been severely damaged, including the U.S. auto industry, banking, and technology in the dot-com crash. Of course, there are stark differences between the criminal acts that led to the downfall of Enron, Theranos, and WorldCom, and the managerial ineptitude seen in most other cases. But even so, what many corporate scandals have in common is that they do not rest on the shoulders of management alone. Often, boards also bear a measure of responsibility. Most large global companies share a common leadership structure. The most senior key executives, often called the C-suite, include the chief executive officer, CEO, chief financial officer, CFO, and chief operating officer, COO. The C-suite is ultimately accountable to roughly a dozen people known as the board of directors. The board is charged with helping to oversee and shepherd the organization toward future success. When companies struggle or fail, workers, investors, and the general public are often left wondering what management and the board might have done differently. Each round of unflattering headlines about corporations and their leaders prompts a set of reasonable questions. What exactly are these boards doing? Why are employees who commit misdeeds allowed to leave with large compensation packages? And when businesses collapse without notice, with far-reaching consequences for jobs, the economy, and communities, is it not reasonable to assume that the board of directors has abdicated its duties? There's no shortage of opprobrium leveled at corporations these days. It comes from all sides, from politicians, pundits, employees, investors, customers, and society at large, and some of it is wholly justified. Yet for every company attracting headlines for the wrong reasons, there are numerous others quietly thriving as their boards and management strive to do the right thing. 
We take for granted that many companies deliver innumerable goods and services every day with minimal variance. Think about a drug company that can produce a million doses of penicillin without error. We only occasionally hear, let alone celebrate, such corporate success stories. One can only imagine that we would certainly notice a difference if we lived in a world where boards and corporations were more consistently and uniformly effective.